Greetings and welcome to The Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It is time to bring the orange yet again with our special guests today. First, starting with Pure's own Jason Walker, Field Solutions Architect covering data protection. Welcome to the program, my friend. Oh, Rob, my, what an honor. I, I brought the gift basket. I left it on the, on the counter. Thank you for having, having me on to get to talk about my favorite subject, the exciting world of backup and recovery. That is right. And we have one of our great valued partners here from Commvault, Sean Smucker, who's a director of product management. Sean, we get a twofer here. Yeah, hey, Rob, thanks for having me. Great to be here with you and, and with Jason and, and to talk <laughs> about, again, my my favorite uh, topic, backup, uh, backup and recovery, and, and talk to how we integrate with Pure and play with Pure. It's, it's exciting. It is fantastic to have guests that are very passionate about the areas that they cover. And in, and in scanning your LinkedIn profiles, you've been covering this area for quite a while. Sean, you've been at Commvault for quite a while, but why don't you talk a little bit about introduce yourself to the audience, your prior experience, and uh, kind of, you know, I noticed in the past you did some things in sales and you've, you've sort of migrated into product management and what that transition's been like. Yeah, so I, I just recently celebrated my 13th anniversary here at Commvault. Congrats. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, prior to that, I was at a competitive solution. Let's leave it at that for a couple of years. So I've got about 18-ish uh, years in backup and recovery. I've spent most of that as a sales engineer. In fact, I joined Commvault as a sales engineer. Worked my way up through uh, sales engineering leadership. And about four years ago, had an opportunity to join Sort of a, an emerging products team on the product side of the company. And this was about the time that uh, it became obvious that new technologies were coming along uh, with the cloud was really disrupting uh, the IT business as a whole, hyper-converged, uh, just a lot of factors going into IT in general and sort of changed, going to be changing the way that Commvault was engaging not just our customers, but also our partners like Pure. Uh, so I was given the opportunity to join a group that was made up of sales, uh, people with sales experience like myself, product experience, support, professional services, to sort of define how Commvault was going to adjust to and, and really embrace this disruptive technologies and change the way we go to market. So uh, it's been an exciting ride, uh, like I said, the 18 years, and, and this is uh, a backup recovery. And this has really been my focus for, for a long time. That's fantastic. I'm looking for, I, you know, I've got a, a session queued up here or a, a section queued up here in a minute where I want to kind of talk about that evolution. But I do think it is always a benefit to bring folks who have that engagement, you know, have that time that they've spent, you know, standing in front of customers who are, who are talking about their challenges and then bring that into the product area where you can, you know, build those insights and, and actually improve the, the, the service that you deliver. That is Fantastic to hear. Hey, Jason, my friend, yes, sir. how long you've been at Pure? I think it's going on, what, a couple years now that you've been toiling yeah, time and, and you guys overlapped. You and Sean actually spent a little time together back at Commvault in the days. Spent time together, Rob. You're not going to believe this, but I was responsible for hiring Sean Smucker to Commvault. Oh, I know on. exactly where Sean was prior to Commvault because I hired him from that group. <laughs> yep. so, so yeah, Sean and I worked together for, for a, a little while over there. Uh, Commvault growing as it was, Sean was able to take on different roles and responsibilities in there. But yeah, I worked at Commvault for 10 years, Rob. 
And uh, it was great. Ten great years. We went from Com Who to being almost like a legacy uh, product and like a, that that decade span before um, moving ba- moving uh, to an as a service company for backup. And then Pure came calling Rob almost, you know, it's been over two years now. It's been amazing. So I'm in my third year here at Pure. And it was a shock when Pure called about uh, coming coming over to uh, to Pure because it was like, you know, what what does an all-flash company have to do with <laughs> with backup and recovery, but man, and I know you want to, you, you just said you wanted to get into it a little bit, but it has abs. I totally got it almost immediately when I got here. Uh, why pure was interested in bringing in a, a long time backup guy like me. Yeah, it's a super important space and uh, something in my day job, right. That, that my team, uh, the, the esteemed Roger Boss and, uh, and Sean Klein, you know, combined forces with you and Dave Huskinson and may, many, many others, as well as our Valued Alliance. But it's a, it's a fantastic area for us. And, and one that I think, you know, Sean made the really good point that it's evolving, right? There, there may be this notion that, well, that's just backup and recovery or backup and restore or whatever. And that's been around for forever and ever and ever. But new tech, you know, new tech evolves and, and things come on board. Sean, what, what did it look like 10 or 15 years ago and what has it become? You both have mentioned cloud, you both have mentioned, you know, as a service and to survive and thrive in this industry, you have to pivot and you have to get ahead of those curves, but we're not talking about your grandmother and grandfather's backup and restore anymore. It's changed, right? No, and you're absolutely right. Certainly not, uh, not your grandmother's backup <laughs> and recovery. It's something, look, it's something that's been around forever. Uh, and, and no company can operate without it. Yeah. It's not always the most glamorous technology. It doesn't get the headlines unless something goes phenomenally bad, of course. Um, but it has evolved. It's still a big business. It's a multi-billion dollar business. Um, it's always going to be around, but it does need, it does adapt and go through these sort of periods of evolution. Right? When, when I started out, it was strictly tape. That's, that's all there was. Everybody yeah. backed up the tape. That was the only technology available. And, you know, restoring from tape and, and backing up to tape, it was slow, but there was no options. Um, then you saw the sort of evolution into backing up to disk and disk becoming a more viable solution. But for a long time, it existed alongside tape. Tape was still the you know, sort of the, the cheap long-term sort of re, uh, retention media of choice. Um, and these weren't, these weren't necessarily, disk was faster than tape, but these weren't necessarily a high performance sort of storage media. Mm-hmm. But then along comes the cloud, along comes hyperconverged, along comes the, the flash becoming a, a much more a viable storage from a, a performance from a cost uh, perspective. And I think we're really seeing the sort of that next evolution. And it started, it was sort of, in my opinion, at least, uh, started by the cloud. Um, you know, the cloud was started out as a, as a novelty, but then pretty much established itself as, as, as a viable alternative to traditional IT and has now had a tremendous impact on, on not only the backup and recovery space, but just about everything that we consider IT. It, it's, it's changed a lot of ideas and a lot of um, practices and approaches to IT. 
Yeah, and I, I, I think sometimes we get trapped in thinking that it's a destination. And so I love when people make the comment, you know, cloud is a means or it's, it's, it's an experience as opposed to a be all end all destination, right? It has changed behaviors, but really it, it comes back to more how people want to consume, right? They want things that are service-based you don't just go to cloud for cloud's sake. It's you go to you go you know you do things with cloud just because of how you want to consume and and the flexibility it provides and the, and the scaling up and down you know and all those great things you know that are um, that that are with it. So you make a really good a really good point there. Um, and you kind of you know I was going to ask Jason about is, is restore has rapid restore always been rapid when you're talking about tape archive. It's certainly not, you know, because I guess driving into a, a warehouse to find something is not the quickest way to get data <laughs> back. But um, Jason, you came okay. here. When, when did when did you see the light around Flash? Let's hone in on on Flash as a media, um, as uh, you know, because Sean took us really nicely through archive to to disk yeah. and then cloud and then Flash. When did you become a believer in that, you know, with the economics and obviously the speed, but the economics were always the challenging part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and dealing with different, all different types of media with backup over the years, you know, like Sean talked about optical, you know, Commvault even started off right into an optical jukebox. That's how they got treating, uh, treating disc targets like disc because they would write randomly. So you, we saw that whole evolution disc to disc to tape and, and uh, and everything else, but Flash, you know, pure. And of course, I all Rob, I had a lot of colleagues that was that had been with Commvault and went to Pure, uh, guys like Teddy Pound and 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 stuff like that. You know that that, that it got my attention because when you see smart people gravitating toward a certain technology, you start to look into it. And you know, you'd always knew Flash was Flash was fast. It was almost synonymous, <laughs> fast and Flash. And uh, but never really thought about it as for backup because of the cost. I mean, the cost was always kind of prohibitive. I mean, everybody was always looking for a cheap target. Mm -hmm. But as time time went on, just like you know, when we've changed the way that we get movies, you know, we used to it used to be totally okay to drive to a building and walk around aisles and grab a DVD or a videotape and then bring it back to watch it. That's completely changed as technology has made it more more available to us but also made it affordable uh, to be able to take advantage of that. Now my kids don't even, Rob, my kids don't even want to go to the closet to get the DVD. They can't stream it. They don't want to watch it, you know? And um, expectations around data recovery have kind of developed in the same way. They want, you know, folks need to have, you know, rapid restore. So Flash just becoming a part of that. As soon as I got here and started hearing that customers were already using something like Flashblade to be able to take advantage of rapid restore, the high parallel, it made it immediately made sense. Like, Oh, this makes sense. But does the cost make sense? Uh, and that's what partners would ask me. And now, but as time has gone on, uh, it has more than been validated. People do use it for rapid restore because it's not just a quick, you know, we're not just restoring an email, Rob, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, John and I, it's, it's, it's about restore at scale. And, and the more data has grown, the more that piece of the restore puzzle has gotten a lot of light. And it's, it's the recovery at scale, rapid restore, not just restore VM fast, but restore groups of VMs uh, very quickly, restore entire, especially when the onset of ransomware 
and having the, no, no use case requires such a huge restore than disaster recovery or ransomware recovery in that. So it was almost, you know, immediate, but rapid, you know, rapid restore, uh, you know, is, is a part of our, you know, is, is what people are looking to more. They want to check the restore box with as much authority as we've long checked the backup uh, efficiency box over time. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Data le- no data left behind, really. Right? <laughs> right. Uh, you know. yeah. Sean, you have something to add on that. Well, I, I think Jason makes a great point about the rapid restore. I've been in this business long enough where I can remember my very first 100 terabyte customer. That was, that was the size of their entire environment, 100 right. terabytes. Now we have databases that are exceeding 100 terabytes and customers that have multi-petabyte environments. Yeah. And you know, Jason touched on how fast data is growing, and it is. It's growing massively, but we're still dealing with the same 24-hour day that <laughs> we were dealing with 18 years ago with that first 100-terabyte uh, customer that I remember. And the challenge now is these customers that if there is an outage, for every hour they're out, they're losing millions and millions of dollars. So the rapid restore, that, that restore efficiency and speed, saves them money it doesn't cost them money it's a requirement like i said back in recovery is a requirement but getting back to operations as quickly as possible as efficiently as possible can save a a company millions of dollars so it is uh, it is that speed it is that efficiency it is that uh, everything that the flash brings to it that is important to the customers today yeah i mean it's a really important insurance policy if you will and you know, the ability to bring something back really quickly. You don't know you need it until you need it, right? And, (laughs) and, you know, there's always that, you know, do you want to be, you know, the IT director? Do you want to be, you know, do you want to be the one in charge when there is a a corruption or a ransomware incident or whatever, and you can't get your data back online and the business is just hemorrhaging dollars, as, as you say, Sean. So, um, what do we, I'll open this up to both of you since you, you both have the, the, the Commvault DNA, but what, what, do we, what do we do well together? Um, Sean, what do you look for from Pure? And Jason's touched on a few things, you know, with the, with the Flash and, and FlashBlade being highly parallelized and the, and the scalability, but where's the value at? Where does one plus one equals three when you look at a Pure plus Commvault relationship? Well, I- I guess the, the thing I've already touched on is the, the scalability, scalability, the speed, the efficiency, and now the cost advantage of the all-flash. Because as I talk to more customers, having flash as part of their data protection strategy built into the overall strategy is becoming an absolute requirement. It's not an option anymore. It's a requirement. It's coming from the top down. We need to get as much performance out of our secondary storage footprint as we do our primary storage footprint. So being able to do the quick, perform the quick backups, the quick restores, being able to maintain the environment in as efficient a manner and as fast a manner as possible is a requirement. Is a, like I said, it's, it's a top-down requirement. So that's, that's the pure part of it from Commvault, and, and I hope Jason agrees with me on this. One of the, <laughs> one yeah. of the, the best aspects of Commvault has always been the efficiency uh, around the indexing, the ability to manage the data, not necessarily manage the storage, the servers, it's the management of the data. And that has always been Commvault's real strong 
uh, strong suit is that indexing capability, the policy management, the lifecycle management, location management, being able to put any data anywhere and provide access to it. So you take that indexing excellence that Commvault has and pair it with the pure uh, performance and efficiencies, and you have a great end-to-end -end data protection solution that is absolutely meeting the customer's requirements in this evolving uh, environment that we're facing. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point uh, around the efficiency. I, I used to work with a, an Oracle solution manager who one of his funny lines or his jokes was, if you want to punish DBAs, make them test backup and recovery, right? Yeah. So, that's right. Um, you know, so making it really easy to, to do the indexing and easy to manage snaps and things like that is, is absolutely critical. Um, Jason, the same kind of question, it's loaded since you were from, yeah. <laughs> you spent time right. Commvault, but you know, you're out there in your role, you're just talking to a lot of customers and talking yep. to folks who are challenged with things. When you have a pure plus Commvault in your bag, what does that enable you to do? Yeah, well, I think it's, yeah, definitely. First of all, you know, Commvault is a true enterprise solution in that it truly is from the time data is born to the time that it dies. And we've said, you know, said that in data protection for a long time, but the instant data is created, you know, Commvault can come along and do snaps of that quickly, can manage, orchestrate pure snapshots of that. And we know pure snapshots. I mean, the, that's the grown-up version of snapshots. Those are the big boy snapshots, Rob, you know. And uh, the Commvault with IntelliSnap can provide that indexing that Sean was talking about. Immediately from the time the data is born, you can start to do snapshots, and then Commvault can mount those snapshots. The whole information lifecycle management Commvault provides with the indexing in command and control is elite. And what Pure does underneath of that is, is, is supercharges that whole effort with the performance of the platforms. So whether it is the, the, you know, being hosted and being able to manage snapshots and manage it across different sites from, a, from even that perspective, just streaming backups via, you know, from object, taking advantage of Commvault's See, people people think that Commvault is so legacy and old, long in the tooth. They don't understand the innovation that they do. They, they change the way that they write to cloud a few years ago, and they have these dynamic TCP sessions, which just flood any available bandwidth. And, and Rob, you know, with the flash play, we're standing there with arms wide open, typically waiting for workloads. It's a perfect marriage uh, of the two. So we enable Commvault to be able to take advantage of that on-prem and provide this fa fabulous performance. And we give Commvault customers simplicity that they're begging for. And that, that is just, you know, with this huge enterprise product that does so many things, it could be easy to get lost in it. But, but being able to provide speed and simplicity at scale, which is what we do, is where that marriage just really takes off and what we have a great time talking uh, to customers about. So you have this ILM message uh, from a Commvault perspective over the top as a data control plane with, with Pure providing, uh, you're able to optimize the Pure portfolio with every step along the way to get uh, top-end performance and, and protect you all across that life cycle. It's... It's right. I get a little excited talking about it, Rob. I got to be honest with you. No, no, it's it, no. I, I love the excitement around it, and I, I think what I extracted out that I loved hearing was, you know, all that bandwidth that the Flashblade is sitting there waiting to, you know, mm -hmm. sort of chew up. It's kind of like, it's kind of like the hungry, hungry hippos of the uh, of the storage ar array, just 
you know, ready to take on all that. And again, <laughs> for everyone out there, there's another one of my fresh 1980s references. Uh, those, those, those happen from time to time. They can be commercials, they can be movie quotes, but uh, take that one as it will. Um, great stuff, guys. Um, can, can we extend a little bit to the cloud? I love the highlights of, of what we do together with, with IntelliSnap and, and how the, the products are really synergistic, but um, Sean, you mentioned really early up front just that the cloud really changed everything. What, what are users looking for now? And can I call a, a, a restore solution a hybrid restore solution? You know, if we bring in things like S3, is that how we would position it? And what do people want when they want to take on cloud, not as a destination, but right. as a means of consumption? Uh, well, there's when you look at data protection, you mentioned IntelliSnap, and, and uh, yeah. uh, Jason mentioned it too. When you look at data protection as a whole, it, it is a the ideal solution is a multi-layer approach to it. Okay. Um, where IntelliSnap plays a great part of it. IntelliSnap is that point in time uh, where, where your recovery time objective is measured in minutes not hours or days. And Telesnap for those critical solutions is a, a, a great first layer. How can I quickly protect and quickly restore? Again, we're, we're talking about uh, minutes, uh, not hours or days. That's one layer. From there, we start looking at the other layers that are available to us. And how do I get it off of my primary arrays? How do I move it to my next layer? Which would be that, um, Sorry, which would be that uh, that quick restore, that quick backup storage layer, uh, where the S3, the the flash blade, and then from there create some portability into cloud for an even longer term retention or alternate uh, alternate restore opportunities. Now, one of the things about cloud, you talk about a consumption model, but the cloud is also a it's a very uh, flexible consumption. If you were to uh, survey a half a dozen different customers, how are they using cloud? Yeah, their outcome from cloud usage is always the same, but what they're actually doing with the cloud is going to, you're going to get half a dozen different answers. Everybody uses it slightly differently. Um, and what Commvault and Pure Together do together well is create that flexibility to use cloud in the way that makes the most sense to the customer's requirements. Uh, but again, it's just part of that multi-layer solution, that, that quick re quick backup and, and IntelliSnap backup and restore, tearing it off into FlashBlade for, for quicker restores and backups from a, a older copy, and then tearing it off into cloud for an even longer term or alternate site recovery. Yeah, and I think it's just really about providing customers choice, right, with what they want to do, because, you know, if we go back to our, you know, the good old days, mm -hmm. I think... I think backup and recovery or restore was was pretty simple, right? It was just you know you have things and you need to pull them in. And there's because the technology has evolved, there's so many more things that can be done. So kind of loaded double question for you, Jason, which is yeah. the customers you're talking to, how are they deciding? And I know it's every every case is probably different or not yep. one size fits all. How are they deciding different retention policies about where data resides, right? Is it purely economic or something different? And what are those other emerging use cases that are coming in? Because I read a lot about data reuse, right? I sat down yeah. with one of, the, one of the ESG analysts and his whole thing was, 
well, you got data sitting there in backups. Why don't you do things to it? You know, run <laughs> analytics on top of it. You know, don't just let it sit there in neutral. So both of those, it, retention as well as use cases, I'm interested in. Yeah, I, I, I see it all across the board. And, and you know, specifically with Commvault, we, we do have a lot of customers that just decide that because it's so simple to set up a, a fast object target. And, and just a side note, we've completely changed the paradigm around object storage and Commvault. Uh, you know, they, they, they've had customers in the past that tried slow, non-performant, cheap and deep type object. And it just didn't work. Flashblade fast object was so remarkable in the, in the speed that uh, customers will, will typically just keep it on object and not move it off of it and keep it in their usual, whether it's 30 days or 45 days before they archive it off if they have to keep that data. And, and what some of the anecdotes that we've heard from that is that when they do copy it off, uh, whether it's to cloud and certainly uh, with Combo, we see a lot of customers taking advantage of, of uh, you know, Microsoft or Amazon from a cloud perspective for longer term, replace the tape type of methodology around, uh, you know, lifecycle management using that as the archive tier. Uh, but also, you know, so reading the data off of the Flashblade, much like Rapid Restore is fast, what Combo customers have told us is that these secondary copies have actually been improved also because of the reads are faster mm -hmm. coming off that rather than the slower spinning disk that they've been using before. In fact, we had a customer say, a uh, Combo customer that said their tape copies were even faster. Uh, now, thank you, Pure, for making tape faster. You know, how many times have you heard that? You know, tape, Never, tape, right? is, tape is dead, long live tape. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So, I mean, that, but, but you talk about data reuse. That's a great point. Commvault's got technology that, we've, that we help uh, a lot with the live mount, live restore. So when customers want to do, do a quick mount or a quick recovery of a VM off of, uh, or a database off of the backup, copy, which is kind of table stakes now. That's something that was innovated maybe 10 years ago, but now kind of table stakes. But what isn't table stakes is you need performant uh, hardware to make these things happen. So let's say you can stand it up and do like patch testing against it or test dev, kind of almost stateless and being able to stand them up and do some, some, some things to them. Commvault enabled can do that, but only if you have performant uh, a target to be able to spin that up. And that's what Pure has been able to unlock there uh, on it. And that's even the same for object. Also, we blew Commvault engineering away. I don't think I'm, uh, I don't think I'm disclosing anything, but they were uh, completely gun shy about letting us, uh, you know, turning loose some of these live mount, live recover, these heavy uh, operationally demanding type workloads and signing off on it for support until we showed them how performant it was and they, they, they threw up their hands. They said, fine, fine, fine. But that, that enables those customers and, you know, it enables some things in Commvault that customers weren't able to take advantage of. And, and these are real things in terms of data reuse, uh, long-term copies that uh, Commvault has always been able to provide. But, you know, the, the folks that, that, that have been targeted with Commvault software to the target, whatever that target is, just hasn't been performant enough to make it more relevant uh, in the space. So... I mean, it's, you know, data reuse and cloud and, and we see it uh, in a number of different ways, whether it's archive or whether it's that kind of uh, li live demand uh, kind of uh, test dev type of situations. It's been definitely a, a growing use case and, you know, we're all here to help our customers realize it.
Yeah, yeah. I think once you get the foundational solution in there that's working really well, you can actually go explore some of these other things where you put the chocolate with the peanut butter and they work really, <laughs> really, really well <laughs> together. Uh, now um, I'm hungry. That's mm. right. I know. Yeah, it's lunchtime yeah. here in California. I know, you know, and <laughs> got to get something soon. But there's more to talk about. Oh, yeah. Um, which is a blatant uh, plug to a prior podcast on pure validated designs. Go back November in the archive. Uh, I had uh, Beth Arneson and Brian Gold on to talk pure validated designs. And we now have a pure validated design. So very aligned, Jason, with what you were just talking about where we are working together to create a, a reference architecture and a way for customers to deploy safely, uh, deploy quickly. Um, Sean, what did, what did you like about the PVD? What did we cover in there? And then what got you excited about, about that exercise? Well, I'll tell you, working with Jason and, and working with some of my, my friends over at Pure to create that design, what what I saw from that design is really the next step in the modernization of data protection. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of things that we've talked about the evolution, it's really, it's really a modernization. It's bringing data protection up to the same level as the rest of the, the uh, IT environment. And working on this validated design with Pure was uh, really enlightening when it comes to something that Jason mentioned, just the, the speed and the simplicity and how the flash blade is able to integrate into the overall solution and keep up with the demands and scale on demand. And when I talk about it being a modernization of data protection, the beauty of this is we've taken that, all of that extra infrastructure that we associate with data protection, those data movers, and we've simply removed them. Now we have the data that's being protected writing directly to the, the protected data storage, in this mm -hmm. case, the flash blade, and doing it in a, in a paralyzed manner that is achieving the speed that the customers are requiring and Commvault sits on top and provides that, I talked about the indexing and, and Jason mm -hmm. talked about the, the enterprise-wide data protection, the support for that. We sit on top and provide that functionality, that reporting, the management, the policy, but we've taken all of the infrastructure out of the middle. Right? There's no extra hops. There's no bottlenecks. We're operating Flashblade at the speed of Flashblade. As fast as Flashblade wants the right, we're letting the client send the data. And it's, it's, it was really enlightening to me in that regard, how we can take that, that legacy infrastructure that we associate with data protection and completely redefine it and, and, and kind of erase it and remove all of those, those extra bottlenecks and fully take advantage of the flash blade performance. Let me talk about how easy it is to add more flash blades and grow that out and get more storage and get more performance to get everything that goes along with it. I, it's, it really is a, that sort of evolutionary uh, uh, response to what we're talking about, the backup and recovery. Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks for your advocacy of that and for your partnership around that that pure, pure validated design. And, and uh, I love the, the, the notion or the vision in my head of kind of just unleashing, you know, <laughs> all, the, all that Flashblade can do, you know? So like when you're driving around the golf course on a golf cart and it has that speed governor and you'd really wish you could just <laughs> take it off. You know, you really wish you could just take it off and go as fast as that golf cart would go. And that's, that's kind of, again, I have these stupid things that pop into my head, but that's what, <laughs> that's what, that's what popped into my head. 
Um, Jason, any any other? I mean, Sean did a great job of covering covering the PVD, but um, you must be thrilled to have something like that in your back pocket when when you go talk to people. Oh yeah, easy to scale, easy to set up. I mean, it's just a, the ease of use and taking advantage of the simplicity part of speed and simplicity at scale, and knowing that if you add a blade and on the flash blade or whatever you're you're doing that that the the performance is linear across the board. So it's it's just great. It makes it easy for customers to do, really take a one two three approach to integrating uh, two leading solutions. Fantastic. That's awesome. Well, we're getting close to wrapping here, but it wouldn't be a 2021 podcast if we didn't mention the magic word ransomware. That's (laughs) all you read about out there. And that's fine. It is a big threat. It is a real thing and something that everybody is focusing on. And that is awesome. It has terrific, terrific thought leadership out there. Sean, what are you looking at at Commvault relative to ransomware or things that you want to talk about? I know we can we can do things jointly, but I don't want to give away any any future developments that are too specific. But what what's the view on ransomware and and where are you seeing that for for what Commvault is doing? Well, um, you know, that ransomware protection, the integrating that into data protection is. We talk about requirements and, and, and directives coming down from on top. That is probably the number one requirement for everyone you talk to, whether it's commercial, whether it's government, uh, education. You can't speak about a customer class without mentioning customers that have been impacted by ransomware. Um, and it, for Commvault, not only creating our own um, security, our ransomware, our immutability, but also tightly integrating with everything else that is available from a a storage or data immutability to create uh, a multi-layer approach for customers so that they know that their, not just their infrastructure, but that data is available and is secure because now, if they do get hit with that ransomware, if they do get locked out of their systems, look, their backups are the way they're going to get back. Um, very few people are going to pay the money to you know, hopefully get their data back. They're going to take their backups and put those back in to get back to operations. So what we need to do collectively, and this isn't just Commvault, I mean, this is an industry-wide requirement, right. is ensure that customers have access to that data so they can get back into operation. So again, it's one of those layers, you know, there's any kind of data protection requires layers, uh, you know, whether it's the number of copies or there's location of copies. And this is just another one of those factors where we're layering on additional security, access controls, immutability, and working with our partners like Pure to integrate with all of the immutability and security that you have built into your product as well and making it a really a holistic approach to ensuring that data is safe. Not only are we protecting the data, but we're protecting the data, right? That's sitting on storage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, keep those pants on. You wanna have belt and suspenders and they will right. not hold <laughs> down, right? It's those layers that you, that you talk about. Um, Jason, final word from you. You know, we've got safe mode and flash blade. Yep. And we've got it in Flash Array, and that's yep. proliferating. Are we getting good responses out there from Safe Mode? It's kind of exciting. Yeah, it's a it's a part of uh, you know it's all hands on deck for yep. ransomware, and it's a part of every conversation that we have uh, out there. So you know, while Commvault's we're, we're talking about putting all of this data uh, on pure Commvault data, we're going to give that data protection bodyguard its yep. own bodyguard. 
you know, and we're going to, we're going to double up on the protection there. And, and uh, it has definitely uh, been a great response from, from our customers uh, in there. So, I mean, it just makes sense. I mean, why not, uh, why not do that? And it's part of the, the whole Andrew Miller trifecta, you know, it's a yep. simple to set up. You got the extra immutability, separation of powers, but, and as we've talked about the key piece that a lot of uh, solutions can't check is the restore at scale piece of it, which is to me the most critical piece in there. It doesn't do any good if you could, if you have something immutable, Rob, and you can't restore it in a meaningful amount of time uh, in there. So, I mean, it's just a slam dunk. So safe mode has been great. Uh, from that perspective and definitely a part of every conversation. And a wonderful place to end. You kind of took us full circle back to, it doesn't matter if you have it there, if you can't get it quickly <laughs> and, and, and easily and with efficiency and, and organized like Commvault provides, then what good is it? So um, that seems as good as any as a place to pause here. Hey, thanks, gents. This was Absolutely enlightening, super fun. You can tell you both have a great rapport and relationship because you work really well um, together. <laughs> um, that is, is just so awesome. Sean, any, anything you want to plug, um, you know, Twitter, LinkedIn, or any more information that you want to point people to about Commvault's technologies? Well, obviously, uh, you know, Commvault.com is a great place to find uh, all of the technologies that Commvault offers. Uh, the, the integrations with Pure, the scope of the capabilities, and thank you to Jason for you know, touching on our, our just enterprise class uh, data protection strategies and practices. All of that's available, again, commvault.com. Awesome. And uh, Jason, where can we find you? And I know we have an alliance page for, for Commvault that has... Yep all the great things that the extended team and you have been working on, but um, anything you want to plug. Yeah, definitely, definitely hit that on the pure website. You can even do purestorage.com slash Commvault. You can, you can find it there, all the greatest stuff. And, you know, if you have a question, if someone's listening, you want to reach out, feel free to find me at Jason Walker, the very generically named Jason Walker. I'm the attractive guy with no hair uh, on there on LinkedIn. Feel free to hit me up, ask me any questions uh, that you want. Let's connect and, uh, bring some of this awesomeness to you. Fantastic. Well, this podcast was all awesomeness. So thank you to uh, Sean and thank you, Jason, um, for your candor and your insight and also just for really articulating what a great partnership our two companies have together. It is always great to hear a one plus one equals three type of thing. And thank you out there for listening to this episode of The Pure Report. Keep sending in your feedback, your comments, and your episode suggestions, and we'll keep the great guests like Jason and Sean coming back on to the program. And with that, we'll close for Pure Storage. Sean Smucker and Jason Walker. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you.